Chapter 28 Shri Sai Sacharita This chapter describes the incredible way that Baba brought his devotees to Shirdi. Baba pulled Lala Lakshmichand, the Baranpur lady, and Megha to Shirdi like a boy who pulls a sparrow whose foot is tied to a string. Lakshmichand and the Baranpur lady dreamt of Baba, while Hari Vinayak Sathe sent Megha to meet his Guru. Now I shall narrate these Leelas briefly. Lakshmichand dreamt of a saintly person and a few days later he attended a Kirtan by Das Ganu in Dattatreya M. Bijur's house. And became totally devoted to Baba. That very night, his friend Shankar Rao asked him to accompany him to Shirdi. And as they were like-minded friends, Lakshmichand eagerly accepted. And borrowing 15 rupees for his expenses, they set out. At Shirdi, he experienced Baba's compassion and all-pervasiveness. when baba said and what was the necessity to borrow 15 rupees to make this pilgrimage baba disapproves of his devotees borrowing money to do so next is the story of the baranpur lady unfortunately her name is not mentioned she dreamt that baba came to take bhiksha of khichdi from her After some time her husband got transferred to Akola so without further delay they went to Shirdi However for the first fortnight she was unable to offer Baba khichdi So the next day she prepared the khichdi and went to the Dwarka Mai but the curtain was drawn Not heeding this she went up and offered her khichdi and baba ate it with great relish and last but not the least was mega who was transformed so greatly that baba shed copious tears on his demise hari vinayak sathe worked in the district of khera there he met a gujarati brahmin named mega from viramgaon sathe was interested in Megha's spiritual welfare and urged him to go to Shirdi and meet his Sadguru. Megha, however, was reluctant to go as he felt he would descend into hell if he bowed before a Muslim. However, he did go to Shirdi finally and as soon as he entered the Dwarka Mai, Baba flew into a rage and threatened to beat him and drove him away. Nonetheless, Megha stayed on and performed service to Baba in a quiet manner. Then Megha left but was back in Shirdi and this time he had faith in Baba whom he considered to be the living Shiva. He ceaselessly chanted the name Sai Shankar Sai Shankar Sai Shankar from the moment he woke till he went to sleep 
he prayed to Lord Shankar with childlike innocence, and as Shankar was fond of bay leaves, he was determined to worship his Sai Shankar with Bilvapatra. As there were no Bilvapatra in and around Shirdi, he trudged two or three miles daily to procure them from the forests. Then he collected wild flowers that Baba loved, and after worshipping all the deities in the village, he came to the Dwarkamai and performed ritualistic worship of Baba. Mega also performed the noon arti of Baba. This he did by standing on one foot. He held the arti platter in his right hand, and with the left hand he rang the gong of the bell. Baba evidently liked the way he performed arti, and would delay the arti if he was late in coming. On Makar Shankrant, Mega was keen to give Sai Shankar a bath with the holy water of the Godavari. He pestered Baba to allow him to do so, and finally Baba said yes. On getting permission, Mega set out at once, barefoot with an empty vessel. Unmindful that he had to walk back and forth a total distance of 16 miles. In those days, the road to Kopargaon was a treacherous one. The road was an uneven dirt road full of holes and pits. It was lined by dense trees where decoits hid and waylaid the unsuspecting traveller. Mega, however, was not bothered by these thoughts, as his heart was filled with devotion and joy. Then he asked Baba to be seated so that he could bathe him. Baba tried his level best to dissuade him, but Mega was determined. Finally, Baba said, Megha, the head is the most important part, so just pour water on my head. However, Mega, in his zeal, poured the entire pot all over Baba. Mega was then astounded to see that only Baba's head was wet and the rest of his body was dry. On one occasion, Baba gave Megha Sakshatkar and said, Megha, draw a trident. And a few days later, a Ramdasi presented Baba with a pindi, which Baba presented to Megha. Thus, Baba blessed him and also strengthened his faith in his Ishtadevta Lord Shiva. Upon Megha's demise in 1912, this shivling was housed in the Gurustan. Having narrated this incredible story, I will take the opportunity to narrate some Leelas. Leela number 1 Govind Chandorkar was Nana Saib Chandorkar's father. He like his son, was a deputy officer and lived in a house in Kalyan. Once it so happened that there were some misunderstanding between him and the local Muslims. Upset with this, he told his family members not to associate with any Muslims. 
His word was the law in the home. So the family distanced themselves from their Muslim friends and neighbours. At that time, Nana was away on tour. When he returned, the family warned him about the turn of events and informed him of his father's decision. This made Nana quite uncomfortable as he knew that his father thought that his guru, Sai Baba, was a Muslim. He racked his brains as to how to convince his father that Baba was neither Hindu nor Muslim, but far about that. He was uncertain of his father's response, and he felt that he would rather die than to forsake Baba. Nonetheless, he told his father that he would like to discuss something with him. He couldn't believe his ears when his father said, My Guru is Sakharam Maharaj, but he is not your Guru, and Sai Baba is. So, even if Sai Baba is a Muslim, he is still your Guru, and you may most certainly continue to worship him. There is no objection from me on this. Nana gratefully thanked his father. He was overjoyed and amazed at the way Baba gripped his father's orthodox mind and changed it for the better, just as he did with Megha. What was it that his Guru could not do? Time and again, Baba had changed people's mind, nay, their whole life. Baba roared at Megha, You are a high-class Brahmin, and I am the meanest of mean, a Yavana. You will be polluted, so go back this very moment. This was a show of Baba's Rudra Roop. Baba was waiting to develop Megha spiritually. This he did by working on him mentally and showing him Leela after Leela. Megha, on the other hand, was changed for life. He saw Shiva in the place of Baba every time he did the Aarti. This Leela is taken from Ambrosia in Shirdi, written by Ramalinga Swami. Leela number 2 He desperately prayed to Baba for help. There was a devotee who was a clerk in the customs office. Unfortunately, his name is not mentioned. One day, a bundle of custom bills were checked and verified by the officer and given to him. He was sure that he had kept them safely in the drawer of his desk. Knowing that the officer would recall them later, he wanted to keep them ready on the desk. But to his utter dismay, they were not to be found. He made a thorough search, but could not trace them. He feared a reprimand, or worse still, the loss of his job. So he prayed to Baba. That day passed without the officer asking for the bills. The next day, rather scared, he went to the office and found the bills neatly placed on the table. He racked his brains as to who could have done this. As 
He was the last person to leave and the first person to enter the office. He remembered locking the office in the evening before leaving and opening it in the morning. Who but Baba could have entered the closed office and done this? Baba says to Megha, No door is necessary for my entry. I have neither shape nor size. I am always everywhere. Said Baba to Megha when he asked him to draw a trident. This Leela is taken from Ambrosia in Shirdi, written by Ramalinga Swami. Baba had a unique way of pulling his devotees to Shirdi. I shall now narrate a wonderful Leela of Vishkanta here. How Baba pulled Vishkanta into his flock. Professor R. Vishkanta, a resident of Bangalore, was fortunate to be blessed by Baba when he was just seven years old. The professor states, Way back in 1944, when I was seven years old, my father passed away under tragic circumstances on June 30. After the eleventh day rituals were performed, I went to school on the twelfth day. I returned home at about 12.15 p.m. My mother was in the kitchen preparing lunch for us. As lunch was not yet prepared, I started playing in the corridor of our home. Our home is situated at the rear end of a huge plot of land. Suddenly, I saw a young lad about nine years standing at the front gate. He was very handsome with a light complexion. He was wearing a white kafni and a white cloth tied round his head. At that time, neither my mother nor I knew anything about Sai Baba. Possibly, Baba thought that I would be scared if he appeared as an old man wearing a kafni. Hence, he appeared as a young lad. The young lad approached me and said in a very pleasant voice, I would like to meet your mother. This he said in Kannada, the local language of Bangalore. At that time, we were residing in Gandhi Nagar. In those days, needy boys would come to our home at lunchtime, and my mother provided them with a nutritious, satisfying meal. They were referred to as Varada Anna, which means he who comes once a week. I thought the lad was one of those boys, so holding him by the hand, I dragged him all along the corridor and stopped a few yards away from the kitchen. Then I shouted, Amma, someone has come to meet you. The young boy was standing on my left side and had placed his right hand on my shoulder. His foot was crossed at the right ankle and resting on top of his left foot. He was standing exactly as Baba is standing in the photograph on his way to Lendibag. On hearing me call out to her, my mother came out of the kitchen. In dismay, she said, Oh, you have come at a very wrong day. I have nothing to give you at this moment. But 
If you can wait till the meal is cooked, then I will surely feed you. My mother was full of anguish and despair because after my father passed away, the creditors from whom my grandfather had borrowed money had seized everything we owned. We were virtually left with nothing except the clothes on our back. In a very pleasant voice, the young lad said, Amma, that is why I have come. I know you are in deep trouble. Then he handed my mother a small photograph of Baba in the Abhaya Hasta pose, that is, with the right hand raised in a blessing posture. He then said, This is Sai Baba of Shirdi. Worship him and all your troubles will cease. He then patted me on my shoulder and left. Unfortunately, that photograph got lost when we moved from the affluent Gandhinagar to a less affluent neighborhood in Maleshwaram. In reality, without our knowledge, Baba had drawn us close to him as we had moved to our new home that was very close to a Baba temple. These are Baba's words. My man, even if he is in another country or thousands of miles away, I shall bring him to me by tying a rope on his legs. OB 15, Chapter 28, Shri Sai Satcharita Just as a small boy would draw a sparrow to himself, by tying a string to its leg and pulling it. So Baba drew his devotees to himself in a similar manner. Once you are drawn into his flock, worship him earnestly by placing him in your heart. Then all your troubles will cease. And when troubles persistently crop up, Baba will pull you out of them in his own incomparable way. This Leela is narrated by Professor R. Vishkanta in 2015. And this concludes the commentary on the chapter. Om Sai Ram